Warning, the following podcast, which contains strong language and mature content, is unsuitable for children or for the faint of heart. The subject matter discussed will be frightening and graphic in nature. Listener discretion is advised. When you want to hear about the paranormal, you get the spooked girls. True crime that makes you hypothermal with the three spooked girls. Stabby snippets will give you dreams. Tara and Jessica will make you. Along with the spooked girls Bring on the slaughter We on that haunted ground The three spooked girls Hey there, spooksters, and welcome back to another episode here on Three Spooked Girls. My name is Jessica, and as always, I'm jumping my favorite person on the planet, Tara. Hey, spooksters. Today is another stabby snippet, and it is the second in the series of Shiny Happy People, which is the show that is the Duggar train wreck. And I wanted to start off today. Tara and I like recorded the last episode, and then immediately she texts me like, as soon as we're done, it's edited. And she's like, ah, Jill and Derek are bigots and homophobes. And I was like, <laughs> fuck you. So we're just disclaiming we no longer think that they're good peoples because <laughs> we support all people on this platform and we don't have space for bigots and homophobes. So no. that's you. Bye. Either change or goodbye. <laughs> but yeah, so this one is going to be, ooh, this episode, Jesus Christ on a biscuit or it's a new one I saw on TikTok the other day, Jesus Christ on a motorcycle. I was like, okay. That's a fun one. <laughs> so this kind of, they start the episode off and the timeline is it's around 2015. Jill and Derek are actually just engaged. Mm -hmm. The news breaks that Josh Duggar molested his sisters. And what was interesting to me is like Derek was like, we were engaged and she just called me and told me this. And like, mm -hmm. technically within their religion, he could have backed out. Yeah. But he didn't. It sucks when, like, bigots have, like, redeeming qualities every once in a while. You're like, ah, oh, darn you, for doing one thing right, but you still have this major flaw. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. This is where, like, Jim Bob and Michelle, like, fucking double down on their, like, Josh is a good boy. He went through conversion, blah, 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 whatever. Jim Holt makes a very brief appearance in this episode for, like, mm -hmm. the first 20 seconds. He's like, yeah, I'm that's all lies. And I was like, Jim. At the end, I was like, where the fuck is Jim? We don't like Jim Bob. We like Jim. Mm -hmm. And if I, oh my God, if I found out Jim Holt is a bigot too, I'm just going to yeah, lose my mind. I was going to say, I don't think really, yeah. I, I don't remember. Someone said something, but it's like, I don't, I don't think it's a good situation. I don't I think don't any part of this church is a no. good situation. This gives me very much like white nationalism. Yeah. It's sure. really bad. It's really bad, to put it lightly. Spooksters, listen up. Father's Day is around the corner, and if you haven't gotten a gift for dear old dad yet, you're in luck. Manscaped has your back. We all know what it's like to go to the pool with dad and have him be, well, when he takes his shirt off, still have a shirt on. So Manscaped will literally 
have his back. Manscaped is the only men's brand dedicated to below-the-waist grooming and launched their Lawnmower 4.0. Imagine surprising your dad with a sleek, well-designed, and emphasized body hair trimmer. Their fourth-generation features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. You must ask, how is the Lawnmower 4.0 different from other trimmers? Well, this upgraded trimmer includes a multifunction on-off switch that can engage a travel lock. This is great for when your father or yourself are doing a lot of traveling. You'll appreciate that Manscaped's products are cruelty-free, paraben-free, dye-free, and vegan. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code SPOOKEDGIRLS at manscaped.com. And get your dad a gift he'll actually use. That's 20% off free shipping at manscaped.com and use code SPOOKEDGIRLS. Don't forget that you came from your dad's balls. This year, show your original home some love with Manscaped. This is also where they start talking about the fact that Josh is now married to Anna, and I believe they have at least one. They have at least one child. Mm. I think they have a couple, two. maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Well, shit, they got married in two thousand and nine, so yeah, they definitely have a few kids. Yeah, they have a few kids because they were like, they they were like, ooh, this is what we're supposed to do: reproduce. Mm-hmm. Got it. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'll wait till you talk about their their ceremony i was like it's literally in it i don't want to, i don't talk about Gross. we'll get to that thank god it's so Sorry. far at the end of this episode Ugh. this is where ashley madison comes out i wrote down yeah. a quote from michelle duggar soft-spoken evil-mouthed woman i hate her she's voice. like i she's from a pulpit at a iblp conference and she says i don't think i need to talk to josh or joshua i couldn't remember which one she is mm-hmm I think I need to talk to my Lord. And then I put in like, you know, the parentheses where they put like, maybe they said this, my Lord and Savior. Fuck you, Michelle. You needed mm-hmm. to have a good conversation with your son. And later on, when you find out the fact that they beat their children, like, hmm. why the fuck weren't you like, I don't condone beating your children, but like, why the fuck weren't you beating this out of him? Yeah, exactly. If you're going to beat your child. Nope. I don't even go down that. I'm just saying like. Pick and choose. Pick and choose. <laughs> You talked back. You molested your sisters. We're just going to pat you on the back and pray you through it. Jesus. He also was caught. He had sex with a porn star. Mm-hmm. And he very much had like a rape fantasy. Yeah. She said the sex was consensual, but that's what it felt like. Yeah. So it's very much like him living out this fantasy of his. Also in this episode, we get to meet a lot of ex IBLP people who I think are just fantastic humans. And mm-hmm. this is really brave of them. Yeah. Because in churches like this, where there's a lot of money and there's a lot of structure, bad things happen to people who speak out against them. Like Mormonism has happens mm-hmm. a lot too, where like people who leave the church, they like literally lose their families. Mm-hmm. I have an acquaintance who he has been excommunicated because he was Mormon and then they mm-hmm. divorced, but that's not even the reason it's because he has a sex podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so basically the, these ex IBLP start talking about like their indoctrination and they talk about how like the children are all like watching it. They see that like, the Duggars are all these like meek and mild, well-behaved children mm-hmm. and that's triggering for them. Mm-hmm. Also there's this moment and I don't think anyone, no one else might notice this, but I noticed this. Jim Bob is standing at this pulpit, speaking at this conference, and Michelle is looking at him like he's literally made of gold. Oh my god, she does it in the 
what is it, Megan Kelly interview or what? I don't remember what the lady's generic yeah. name is. <laughs> Sorry. Megan Kelly. <laughs> Megan Kelly. <laughs> no offense to anybody with a name like that. I'm just like second guessing myself. But She's yeah, she was doing this. <laughs> I'm I'm an idiot. I'm sorry. I'm tired. Okay, and we are definitely supplementing to like get through this shit. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I had food poisoning today, so that's fun. Oh yeah, that's true. No, during that interview, she's just sitting there with her mouth open, and I look at Shannon, and I'm like, "Why the fuck is her mouth open like that?" She's in <laughs> awe of him. The word isn't coming out, but it's just a constant awe. Oh, I fucking can't. Jesus. The way she stares at him, I'm like, mm-hmm. if you tap his forehead, will Skittles come out? Like, what is so cool? Like, mm, Jim maybe Bob M&M's. Duggar, well, chocolate's probably of the devil. Oh, The other fuck. one would probably be Aww. the fruit of the spirit. Damn. But it has sugar, Jessica, so I don't know. Sugar-free Skittles. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> I don't know if this exists. I don't want to know. It's if probably exist. some like uh, <laughs> freaking sugar-free off-brand random shit that tastes like plastic. Yeah, please. No, oh God, I <laughs> take my sugar. I take my candy full sugar, please. <laughs> really, you start to see like, oh my God, Michelle Duggar, just like chimpa. <laughs> <laughs> I just think about like when the cameras shut off. You know how like Paris Hilton has her like teeny bopper voice that she does, the little like sweet mm-hmm. princessy voice, mm-hmm. and then she has like a voice that actually sounds more like mine, like a human. Yeah, yeah. Her voice is deep. Yeah, like how mine is, and I just <laughs> sometimes picture Michelle Duggar like the TV, like the cameras <laughs> go off, and she's just like, "Well, fuck." <laughs> <laughs> And it's just like real deep, real raspy. She smokes a cigarette on her back porch and <laughs> has a glass of Southern Comfort. It's fine. Shut up. I just wrote that in my book today. <laughs> you <dick>. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? Alcohol is cheap, but. No, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, I know. She would have the same train of thought. <laughs> Episode seven of Untamed Wild. Plot right here. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So they talk about how this is a cult, and it is. And they talk about the homeschooling and everything like that. And one of the things that, like, guttural punched me, like, I literally was like, Mm -hmm. growing up in church, Mm -hmm. I heard so many times throughout my life, the umbrella of protection. Mm -hmm. The umbrella of protection is that God is over everyone. And then you're ministers and apparently like bill gothard is like between god and your preacher in this pyramid sure scheme. sure of course he is it's mm-hmm. a pyramid scheme guys mm-hmm. and then it's your pastor and your pastor is your spiritual leader and he's supposed to help you like get like god and help that umbrella and then under the pastor is the husband and mm-hmm. I remember as a kid, like, I would hear people talk to me all the time, like, in church, hearing people say to me, you need to find a good husband so that you can be under his protection. And I was like, okay, mm-hmm. go to, you grow up, you get married, you have children, you serve God. Like, this is literally, like, what was preschool mm-hmm. age, Jessica, was like, you're gonna save yourself from marriage. Like, imagine telling a four-year-old. Think of, like, a four-year-old, you know. Like, you should not be having that conversation with a four-year-old. <laughs> I mean, like, you're gonna grow up and get married and be under you the protection of your fucking husband. <laughs> okay, cool. So then under the husband is wives. Mm-hmm. And the only people that the wives are over are children. Because mm. it's the ch- wives' responsibility. And then once your children become adults, they become, like, 
parallel with your wives. It all sucks to be a woman. In the literally. Christian. I was thinking about this, like, literally, people talk about the Bible. And growing up, I heard, it is the divine inspiration of God. These are the words of God through man. And I don't know about you, but, like, have you ever played the game of telephone? That shit doesn't hmm. work out too well. Right. And say something like, the bubble gum fell out of the tree, and it turns out to end up being, like, Bob, you went to the store, and you're like, those, those are completely wrong. <laughs> yeah. But it's really written, like, the Bible in today's terms is really written for women to be submissive. Mm-hmm. And any time that something starts happening in our society that is suddenly not good, suddenly the Bible is now being interpreted or been rerun, the language is run, and now this word means this. Mm-hmm. And it's really about suppressing people that they don't like. A group right. of men get in a fucking room and go, well, we don't like gay people. So we're going to rewrite the Bible. Instead of saying pedophiles, we're going to say gay people. Mm -hmm. Because we protect pedophiles. Super protect pedophiles. But gay people, not so much. No, no. We're just going to like... Fuck that. They're going to burn in hell. (laughs) Women should shut the fuck up. And by the way, Mm -hmm. I just want to clarify this for everyone out there. Because I did go to Bible college. And this is something I was taught. Literally. The reason why in the Bible it says women should not talk in church is because literally the way that at this church they would sit, men sat on one side and women sat on the other. Mm-hmm. And what was happening is during that church service, women were like, hey, honey, what did he mean? And it was disruptive. Yeah. So Paul was writing a fucking letter saying, women, stop being disruptive. Wait till you fucking get home and ask your husband. Mm-hmm. And now it is. Women can't be in authority. Women can't be in leadership. Women can't do anything because women are supposed to be silent in church. And the fact that it has been completely perversed, Mm -hmm. I'm just saying. Yeah. You can't, like, outsmart women who really want to know the truth. Mm -hmm. Every person out there who has ever tried to, like, fool their girlfriend, they always find it. Yeah. Just so you know. Mm -hmm. But anyway, so we have the umbrella of authority. And Gothard is real big on authority. Authority is good. And he is kind of like the prince of authority in a sense. Like, he's like, look how nice I am. Look how wonderful I am. I'm literally like Mickey Mouse and like SpongeBob had a friend, you know, because those (laughs) two couldn't actually have a kid. No, you can't say Mickey. Disney's evil. Remember? They said they burnt all the Disney movies. They did. I was like, I was like, you burnt all the Disney movies. I was so sad. (laughs) I know. I was like, you guys went to Disneyland. (laughs) Burn those $400 worth of souvenirs. But basically, and I didn't actually connect this, and this makes total sense. So mm-hmm. during the 1950s, 1954, Brown versus the Board of Education, the mm-hmm. first black child goes to a, a white school. Mm-hmm. Integration happens. Mm-hmm. Suddenly, white evangelicals are like, no, stop it. Don't do that. It's my ridiculous voice for them. Mm-hmm. And it's all based on racism. And I was like, Jesus fucking Christ. Mm-hmm. Like, so now they're like, okay, well, we're just going to homeschool our kids. So basically now we're taking our kids out of school because we don't want them to be taught to treat everybody like a fucking human. Oh, no. So then they come up with something called Advanced Training Institute, which they call AIT. And that's their homeschool. Mm -hmm. And the Duckers go to it. In fact, they have an episode where they literally have something on the back of a trailer that says AIT bound. I was like, nobody's going to (laughs) understand this. I was like, if I was driving down the road, I'd be like, what is AIT? I just think army. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. They're like, aw. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they got married on leave. Good on the family weekend. Good job. <laughs> Good 
Good job. <laughs> anyway. <sighs> and this is something that's really interesting. Jill Duggar is, is talking about, like, well, you didn't want to, like, send your kids to secular school because they would get brainwashed. <laughs> and then she goes, because it could happen. <laughs> no shit. And I was like, <laughs> do, you, do you not see the irony in this? Is that, like, you're mm-hmm. literally the brainwashed one? And I, like, I have free thinking and I was allowed to do math. Mm-hmm. I'm not good at math, but I was allowed to do it. <laughs> so anyways, AIT, or the Advanced Training Institute, has these things called wisdom booklets. And there's 54 of them. And I love this. Someone was like, who needs education when you have wisdom booklets? Some of these, like, ex-IBLP people, they're just, like, fucking with the zingers. And I'm like, I like you. It's fu- Yeah, they were great. It was so funny. basically, you're... You're homeschooled and you learn things called like certain like character qualities you have to learn. And Mm -hmm. everything is basically based on the Sermon on the Mount, which is like this famous sermon in the Bible. Can't tell you what it's about. It's been years. And apparently this is this is the part where I was like, oh, man, what a deal. (laughs) I literally (laughs) wrote under this fucking steel, man. Apparently, when you graduated from AIT, Mm -hmm. when you were 18 and you graduated, Mm -hmm. you would have the equivalent of a high school diploma plus Mm -hmm a degree in pre-med, plus a degree in pre-law. Okay. But you don't learn math. Okay, and probably not science. (laughs) I'm pretty, I'm just going to say this. I'm pretty sure to be a doctor, you have to do some math. Mm. I think anything in the medical field, you have to be able to do math. A little bit, a little bit. (laughs) Hence why I'm not a doctor. (laughs) Bad at math. If I was your doctor, you'd be like, she can't do that. She's going to OD me. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) I mean, you're not wrong. (laughs) That's not funny, though. (laughs) Like, it is, but it's not. (laughs) If I was your doctor, I would definitely be employing the the Goldilocks method. We're just going to a little too much, a little too little, a little too much. Just right. We'll figure it out. It may take us a few times. Jesus Christ. What nurses are for, right? Oh God! <laughs> Everyone out there is like, "Thank God she's not a doctor." <laughs> but I'm like, "Wow, what a steal!" Because you go through this institute and you basically, literally, are like the smartest human being ever because you have a high school diploma and two degrees, two BAs, yeah, a BA in pre med and a BA in pre law. Well, damn. But like, some of their shit is really bad. like i love that they're like it was poorly sourced i was like to say the least like your hands are not made of like real active atoms i was like what are they made of what are are my hands made of i don't understand and there's like other things like oh like i grew up believing the grand canyon was formed by a flood oh pre-k or Mm -hmm. preschool through fifth grade i went to a private school right Mm -hmm. and literally was not taught evolution and was taught that like the flood happened, and the Grand Canyon was carved. Not that millions of years had, like, eroded away. And wow. it's really interesting because in the Christian faith, they, mm-hmm. like, use these, like, stories where you're like, like, this is a story that proved that evolution was false. Are you guys ready for this? This was, like, pimped out at every youth camp, everything. Mm-hmm. I've heard this so many times in my life. One year, this Christian who believed with- in God with all their heart goes to college. And their teacher is like, if you don't believe in evolution, you'll fail. And every year he would stand up and say, like, something along the lines of, here's a piece of chalk. If I drop this on the ground and it doesn't break, then God is real. And one year someone stands up and goes, God is real, blah, blah, blah. Evolution is false. And then the professor takes the chalk 
Mm-hmm. And it drops, but it catches on his pants and then rolls into the floor, unbroken. Dramatic. That story is told to adolescents to prove that evolution isn't real and that God is. Hmm. What do those have to do with one another? Hmm. What Nothing. is a freak accident? <laughs> I'm gonna do this again. <laughs> That's called physics. Yeah. The pants was softer than the floor and it didn't cause the chalk to break. Also, I don't believe that story because I do believe that chalk would have broken on the pants anyway because under that pants is an ankle. Mm-hmm. Or at least a shoe. So yeah. I don't believe that story. And these are the kind of like lies that are like perpetuated to children. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, they literally were like, Jim Bob is like, evolution is not real. Science isn't real. And then Michelle gets up like literally the next thing that said is, it's amazing that you can take all the stories in the Bible and back it up with science. And I was like, did you just not hear your husband? <laughs> so science wasn't real. I'm very confused. You're not. Your math ain't mathin'. Mm, that's because they don't learn it because it's evil. <laughs> Literally, my next thing is <laughs> they don't teach math. And one person was like, I think her name is Tia. Oh, no, it was one of this guy's friends. He's like, mm-hmm. she didn't learn math outside of fractions because you use fractions in baking and that's good enough. That's the only reason you need to know about fractions. And I'm like, I can't do fractions and I still bake. But of mm-hmm. course, I can use the internet. True. So you would go through the wisdom booklets every year. I don't know if like, so my question is, and I didn't get this, and I don't know if maybe if you understood. Do you do the same fucking wisdom booklets every year? Uh, I guess so. Is this the same as the board game thing or is that different? We're getting there. No, are, are they the same thing basically or no? No, the wisdom booklets are like actually they're like coursework. I don't know. Maybe they. No clue. I have no idea. Maybe there's like fifty four per grade. I don't know. I would. They assume? made a big fucking show of it. They had all those people up there, like we spent all this time and mm-hmm. hundreds of hours and came up with this curriculum, and they're like praising the people up on stage. And I'm just like, okay, cool. You guys came up with inaccurate. <laughs> Good job. Right. Then also, if you're part of this church. You're not allowed to listen to rock music, even Christian right. rock music, mm-hmm. because Christian rock, there's this like square grid thing. And they're like, if you listen to rock music, even Christian rock music, it opens a square up to the devil. And I was like, um, the fuck? And I like the girl was like, I had to throw away my Amy Grant CD. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, young Jessica. Fuck yeah, Amy Grant. I wasn't really allowed to listen to her song, Baby. Mm hmm. Because that was too sexual. It was her secular song. But I had El Shaddai, like, fucking down. <laughs> Tara, I think you know this about me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not a lot of people know this. But you do know this about me. Mm-hmm. My parents taught me to sing when I was young. Mm-hmm. And then we have a friend whose mom taught her to sing when we were young. And we were forced <laughs> to sing in front of people <laughs> all the time. Mm-hmm. And when we got older, it just be- kind of became a thing we did. And we would, like, laugh about it. Like, okay. Like, one time I literally forgot to learn the words to the song that was assigned to me. And I got up on stage and I will sing the first chorus and I was, or the first verse. And I was like, uh, I don't remember the rest of the words. And my parents were so mad at me. They were like, <laughs> you embarrassed us. And I was like, I didn't have time to learn the words to that song. <laughs> right. Anyway, now we can talk about the game. Mm. The commands of Christ. Oh, man. So you were, I love that they were like, you couldn't play life because there wasn't enough room in the car. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, oh my God. Like, could you just string cars up behind you? Like, was that? They could have, yeah. Each one of these 
represents four children. <laughs> That's how you get away with it. <laughs> so they had this thing. It was like called Commands of Christ, and it was a board game, and it had like all these temptations on it. Mm-hmm. And like I love that they were like, "You aren't supposed to worry," but that there's a temptation to worry. And I was like, <laughs> "Why is so much stuff contradicting itself?" Right. Like worry and stress is of the devil. Ridiculous. But temptation. If you worry, you'll go to hell. And you're like, but now I'm worried about being worried. Mm -hmm. Apparently Barbie is a harlot. Mm -hmm. And this I did not know. I had a Cabbage Patch kid. So apparently my Mm -hmm. church was a little more progressive than this. (laughs) Apparently Bill Gothard thought the creator of the Cabbage Patch stall (laughs) was a wizard (laughs) or a warlock. (laughs) And (laughs) he cursed every Cabbage Patch kid. I went out and the first thing that popped in my head was what's Joey's Cabbage Patch doll? Oh, I can't remember, but yeah. <laughs> and he's like, go put claws on her. And I was like, oh, Joey, Joey. <laughs> and apparently Bill Gothard would come into your house and cleanse it. So and this is where they talk mm. about like, oh, and this girl was like, I felt really bad because like she had a stuffed animal and she looked in the tag and it said magic because mm-hmm. magic is bad. So right. think about what Harry Potter was. Harry Potter was a big deal in my church. Mm -hmm. People went after Harry Potter big time. I remember my parents were like, I was already at this point, I think I had read up to like the third book. Mm -hmm. And and so I'm like, obviously in love with Harry Potter (laughs) at this point. And my parents were like, have you read that Harry Potter book? And I was like, yeah, you bought it for me. (laughs) And my parents threw out my copies because they were like, apparently it's about witchcraft and wizardry. It's about witchcraft. And I was like, there's a kid on a broom. <laughs> he literally goes to Hogwarts. Yeah. School for witchcraft and wizardry. And they're like, <laughs> this is satanic, Jessica. And I was like, uh, no, at no point in here is it satanic. And actually, at one point in time in my adult life, when I worked in a church, I tried to write a sermon about Harry P- how Harry Potter actually was more like Harry Potter himself was more like Jesus. It wasn't very successful and was not allowed to be <laughs> spoken from the pulpit, but it was a good, it was a good try. I, t- I tried really hard. A for effort. So apparently, we m- I made fun of Michelle's crazy voice earlier, but apparently mm. that's intentional. Apparently that's what's taught. That yeah. like meek and soft and mama says it once and you obey is intentional. Apparently, oh, like, man. you're supposed to beat the shit out of your kids, but say it in a nice way. <laughs> I was like, oh, not how that was done ever around me. My parents were never, (laughs) my mom never had that nice of a voice. (laughs) My mom was a wonderful, sweet human, but like, she never was like, "Mm." unless she was making fun of someone, I'm sure. (laughs) Also, according to the IBLP, you could wear your hair in a certain way. And this is really Mm -hmm. like where I think it crosses over with the church I grew up in, is the bigger the hair, the closer to God. And the more (laughs) curls you have, the better. Curls meant you love Jesus. Hmm. Yeah. No, that's literally, we literally, you were supposed to curl your hair. Oh. Apparently Bill really liked it. And he would tell people, like, curl your hair, I like it. Yeah, Bill's creepy. Yeah. They have something called eye traps. This was a fun section for me. This was mm-hmm. also very triggering because this is just like me as a child, like trying to navigate having big boobs and like yeah. being a person. Mm-hmm. So basically what it is, is like one of their class assignments is like, there's like four pictures of these women and you're supposed to identify everything in there. That's an eye trap. <laughs> I loved the line. Instead of learning math, you're learning slut shaming. <laughs> this is true. Real. Yeah. 
they're like, okay, so this dress is like long sleeves, but the top is lace. And so that the shoulders are an eye trap or that mm-hmm. like mid level or that mid length skirt that goes like past your knee. You can see their knee and the slit goes up like to their like two inches. When I went to elementary school, my dress couldn't be more than two inches above my knee. Mm-hmm. And that's not a lot. Right. And this was the 90s. Things were short. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times my mom would be like, Jessica, slouch. I have bad posture because my mom didn't want me to get slut shamed. (laughs) (laughs) And so like, you know, like I remember one time when I was in high school, I wore pants a lot to church. And this Mm -hmm. was very controversial because Mm -hmm. you're not supposed to wear pants to church because you're going to the house of God. And I remember this one lady, like I don't hate her, but I feel very (laughs) angry towards her sometimes. Her name is Bev Jewel. I'm pretty sure she's passed on so I can talk about her. She was a lady in my church. She was a single woman. I don't know if she, I don't really know her whole story. I wasn't really paying attention as a kid. But she came up to me one Sunday and was like, you always wear pants. That just makes Jesus sad. And I was like, I'm pretty sure Jesus doesn't care what the hell's on my legs. I didn't say it like that. I was like, oh, whatever. Mm-hmm. So the next Sunday I wore a dress. It was Mother's Day. And my mom was like, Jessica, for Mother's Day, could you just wear a dress? Can you mm-hmm. look like a girl for, for Mother's Day? Mm-hmm. And I was like, cool. So I went and pulled out a dress that I'd gotten in eighth grade. It was a little tight. <laughs> I was like probably a sophomore or junior at this point. <laughs> so like more developed up top. This thing was like very form fitting. <laughs> Back then I was like, I actually had a nice figure. So I was like, okay. And I go to church <laughs> and I'm at the drinking fountain. And I'm like with one of my friends and we're talking, my friend Tawny, and we're talking and Bev Jewel walks up and she goes, oh, look, you have legs. Because I didn't have legs and pants. Apparently, no. Mind you, she was wearing pants. Hmm. And she goes, oh, you have legs. I see that you can wear a dress. And I was like, yeah. And she goes, well, maybe next time it won't be so short and God won't think that you're a tramp. Oh, my God. I'm 15 years old. What the fuck? Wow. This is the kind of shit that happens to girls in church is that you fucking learn that like if you show off any part of your body, I'm sorry. Yes, thighs can be sexy. But you know what isn't sexy? What shouldn't be sexy is a 16 year old girl in church wearing like a skirt. Like nobody should be like sexy. Yeah, no. That's that's just bad on people. Mm -hmm. So really, I understand this. (laughs) Instead of learning math, you're learning slut shaming because that's Mm -hmm. literally what I was taught. Oh, your shirt's a little low. I can see your collarbone, Jessica. Oh, my God. It was hard. When I was a kid, like, (laughs) even now, like, the shirt I'm wearing right now, like, it's not, in my opinion, it's not that low cut. Mm -mm. It would have, I would have been slut shamed at church. Oh, my God. They'd have been like, I can see the top of your cleavage. Apparently, how the Duggar boys handle this shit is if they're walking down the street and a girl who's a little bit scantily clad is walking. They yell Nike and all the boys look down. Those boys didn't look down. <laughs> yeah, right. They look down and up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you've ever been to church for a long period of time, you have perfected that my head is down because we are praying, but my eyes see everything. <laughs> <laughs> a sick thing is that apparently if you are a boy, you cannot change your young sister's diaper because that will teach you about anatomy of women and you will want to touch it. No. Oh. Yeah, girls are basically told that, like, if you are attracting attention, if an older dude is the pastor is like, you hat and he covets you, it's your fault. It doesn't matter that you're wearing pilgrim collars and a floor length dress that doesn't show any bit of your body. 
Just wrists and feet. That's all you got. Mm-hmm. And a head. Everything else is, is, could be a blob. And one thing I thought was interesting is this one girl who's an ex-IBLP. She's like, mm-hmm. basically, all you're told is don't touch your sister's boob. Don't look at your sister's boobs. Don't think about your sister's boobs. Mm-hmm. Now, most boys aren't like my sister's boobs. But I guarantee you, if you're told a hundred times, don't look at your sister's boobs, you're going to be like, why? And you're right. going to look at your fucking sister's boobs because you're being told that it's not it's not okay and you're trying to figure out what the fuck's going on. Mm-hmm. My favorite part, I texted Tara during this moment. Apparently romance novels <laughs> are impure. And I was like, Tara, I write porn. Because <laughs> everything, <laughs> everything is pornography. Changing your little sister's diaper is pornography. Girls having ankles is pornography. Writing romance, reading or writing breathing. romance novels. <laughs> breathing is pornography. Now we're at the part of the episode where they're like, and then they went through the house and like de- and purified it and they burned all the Disney shit. Oh my Anything God. Anything that was worldly. They were like, <laughs> the way that the documentary goes is they're just like talking about it. And then all of a sudden you, they're like, yeah, we like removed everything from the home. Mm-hmm. And then a bonfire pops up and Jill's <laughs> like, we burned everything from Disney. And I was like, they burn books. Mm-hmm. Jim Bob was like, we're just going to gather up anything that would make us stumble. And that was like the biggest thing that I was taught as a girl growing up is you can't make your brothers in Christ stumble. I'm sorry. Maybe brothers in Christ should get a fucking walker. Right. Jesus. Get better tractions on your shoes. I don't I know. know what to tell you. Stop <laughs> looking at my ass. I'm just trying to worship Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry. And a big part of all religion is fear. And this is church is based on fear and it's based on going to hell. And Mm -hmm. they were talking about in the documentary, like, hell is not an abstract concept for them. It's real. And everything makes them feel. And, like, Jessa is talking about how, like, she's so afraid of going to hell. Like, she'd sin and she had to repent. But she's done all these bad things. And I was like, Jessa Duggar, I don't believe you've done that many bad things in your life. Mm. I don't think you've had the opportunity to do bad things in your life. Yeah. I think you may have made some mistakes. Maybe you took an extra cookie when you weren't supposed to. Maybe you sassed your mom a little too much. But that's all about finding out who you are. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. Like, that's just how I feel about it. And basically, the whole time, like, basically how this religion teaches kids or this cult teaches kids Mm -hmm. is they are self-destructive. If you are constantly thinking about how you're in the wrong, how you're failing, how you're going to go to hell, you're too busy to question your parents' authority. Mm -hmm. Why would you be like, mom, this doesn't seem right? I feel like I'm my own person. Like, I feel like I could go out and get a job and not have to have a husband. And your Mm -hmm. mom is, they don't want you to think that. They want to think, like, Mm -hmm. if you don't get a husband, you're going to go to hell. And then they talk about spiritual gifts, which basically, like, all men are prophets and all women are mercies. Prophets are allowed to be assholes and just say whatever they want with impunity. And mercies carry the burden of that. Mm. They asked Jill Dillard what hers was. And hers was a mercy giver. They immediately show, like, a child fussing, and, like, they hand her a child. hmm Then it kind of starts talking about the buddy system. Those poor older kids. So, basically, you, like, the reason why Jim, Bob, and Michelle could have fucking 19 kids is because the older girls mm-hmm. raise the younger children. Mm-hmm. So, like, Jill is barely 17, and she's taking care of kids ages 6 to 16. Mm-hmm. and Basically, 
Michelle goes, they're my buddy until they're weaned, and then someone else gets them as a buddy, and then I can start over. That's literally what it is. Yeah. Oh, don't forget she does her blanket method. Oh, my God. I cannot. I know, but I'm just saying, like, Jesus. It, like, dawned on me for a second. I was like, oh, my God. Did they make the older kids discipline the little kid? Like, that's so messed up. I have a feeling it probably was more like Michelle and Jim Bob did it. Yeah. Because I don't think the older kids were allowed to discipline those children. Gotcha. I think they were just responsible for, like, feeding and clothing and teaching them. So the word that you're going to hear a lot in this episode is parentification. And basically what that is, is like, where as you as a child, mm-hmm. and like, you know this, because this, mm-hmm. you went through this too, mm-hmm. like where you as an older sibling, your parents are either a too tired or too busy or whatever the fuck. And you raise your younger siblings. Mm-hmm. And like, these girls start when they're like, less than 11 years old, raising yeah. these kids. Question that I thought was really good. One of the girl, one of the reporters in this asked, Nobody is asking, like, what does that 11-year-old need? I'm thinking 11-year-old, your body's changing, you might start your menses soon, you're, like, growing into being, like, pre-adolescent, but you're taking care of a baby, so you're probably not asking for help. Right. When does the buddy system end? Like, when you get old enough to be a buddy, do you no longer have an upward buddy? That seems weird to me that, like, okay, now you're old enough to take care of a baby, like, you no longer have a parent, you're the parent. Just... Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's, it was interesting because they were talking about how everything seems calm and peaceful, but it's really not. And then the thing that made me vomit a lot or wanted to vomit was spanking. And this dude is on stage. He calls for a random child. He doesn't know this child. He asks this child what his fucking name is. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. You cannot convince me that that man wasn't enjoying it. Oh, 100% thought the same thing. Disgusting. It's so gross. So he calls this little boy up because I'm going to teach you how to discipline your child with also like encouraging them. And he takes this little boy. He asks him his name. He's like, okay, I'm going to pretend to be your dad. He's like, daddy is disappointed in you. You weren't acting right today. And this little boy, you can tell, has been done, has done this his entire life because what happens? He's like, okay, come over here. I'm going to spank you. His hands go straight down. So he lays him over his lap. So he's just over one leg. And his, his arms dangle between the legs, like think like palms on the floor type situation. Mm-hmm. So they're just stiff as a board down. And he's holding his shoulders or whatever. And his hand is on his butt. And he's like spanking him. And he's like, you're going to grow into a man of God. You're destined for greatness. Smack, smack. And I'm thinking like this whole time, I'm like, no, because now you're teaching this kid that like, it's okay. And this is something they do to boys. So they're teaching them, like, you have to be beaten down to be a good person. Mm-hmm. And we know that's not true. Yeah. It'd be really great if none of us were beat down. <laughs> right. Physical punishment and trauma is throughout Christianity. My, my parents definitely believed in spare the rod, spoil the child type shit. It was interesting because someone was saying on the show, like, when they saw the Duggars, like, all calm and happy, she didn't actually see them as calm and happy. She saw them as broken. Yeah. And that's because they were beaten. They were spanked until they stopped crying. Right. And there was a man and a wa- man and wife named Michael and Debbie Pearl, who I really think someone should just beat them until they stop crying because they taught parents how to abuse their kids and not get caught by the police. They taught them to find a small switch to use like 
a glue, like a big glue stick to use PVC pipe to use things that aren't going to leave bruises, but you can fucking womp on your kids for a while. Mm-hmm. And to do everything in a sweet tone. Literally, they're showing you on dolls, right? One of the things he says is like, this is kind of like psychological warfare. He literally admits it. He's like the psychological terrorism of your child. Like you, you know, say you spank them really hard and they start screaming, hold off. Right. Wait till they calm down. Do it again. This is what they, they were just teaching these going. parents. It's just crazy to me. Like, And that's ooh. where the blanket method comes in. Yeah. So basically the blanket method is you get a blanket. It's not very big. And they start, they say they start this when they're six months old. Oh, my heart breaks. Mm-hmm. The whole purpose of this is to break their re- spirit of rebellion, which I was told I had a rebellious spirit a lot. My youth pastor called me Jezebel once. So it was a really interesting oh moment in my God. life. Oh, God. Like they would, okay, so they put this blanket on the ground and they get a toy. So it's like the kid's fucking favorite toy and a six month old. I don't know if you guys have interacted with six month year olds recently. They're cute, but they're not so the smart thing. Like they're not like, oh, you know what? I can comprehend that I'm supposed to not reach for my favorite toy. And what they do is they put them there and the child reaches for the toy and they go, no, don't get that. And then they hit them. And they keep doing this until the child stops reaching for the toy. And it doesn't matter if the kid is screaming, whatever. They do this. And they call it blanket time. And Michelle writes about it in her fucking book. Come on, boys. Get your favorite, like, get your toy. We're going to do blanket time. Can you imagine? I would be like, I ain't fucking doing blanket time. Mm -hmm. I'm going to get beat either way. Just might as well just fucking beat me. Right. Fuck. And basically, IVLP taught every father to be an abuser. Mm -hmm. And this... This kind of abuse leads to other type of abuse. So if you're getting away with beating the shit out of your children to spare the rod, spoil the child, you're getting away with other things. There's a guy on here. He and his wife are ex-IBLPs, which I think is the cutest love story ever. They're like Hmm. ex-cult people who found each other and they got married and they're happy and they're out of the cult. Mm -hmm. And they're beautiful and wonderful and I love them. Yeah, I really hope they're good people. Can the people in this documentary that I think are cute and beautiful stop being crazy and (laughs) bad people? Like, just please, please, please. Mm. But they talk about, like, the fact that, like, his father, who his father was accused and was sent, like, I think was convicted of sexual abuse against a child. Yeah. And the church convinced his mom to stay with him. And then once he got out, they swept it under the rug. Disgusting. Disgusting. Remember in the last episode where, like, the state trooper that was like, Josh, don't mm, do that again. Mm-hmm. He's actually been convicted of child porn. Right, exactly. And I was like, uh, cover up much? Facts. Mm-hmm. And so, like, sexual abuse in churches are, like, we see it, like, the most common trope of sexual abuse in church is priests with, with like, boys. Mm-hmm. But it runs rampant. Yeah. I remember this, like, growing up, I was a victim of child grooming and it was in a church and he was a youth leader Mm -hmm. and it's traumatic in my life. And I didn't realize how traumatic it was until years later in therapy. Mm -hmm. The only reason I'm okay with it is because I told myself that I'm not at fault, that Mm -hmm. all of the things that I had been told as a child, you need to find a husband. You need to find someone who loves God. He loved God. That wants to serve God, he wanted to serve God. In the eyes of what I, or in the teachings that I had been told, this person was exactly what I should be looking for. Mm -hmm. It's just that he was way older than me. 
He was, you know, seven years older than me. Mm-hmm. And I was a teenager. And when you're 24 and the person is 17, the 24-year-old knows it's not right. The 24-year-old knows they have to fucking hide that shit. Because if, if you don't hide it, they'll go to jail. Unless you live in a state where, like, you can get married really young. Mm-hmm. But anyway, then they snap back to the Josh Duggar storyline. Oh, geez, And this yeah. is where he meets Anna, and they start talking about relationships. So basically how this works is, like, there's dating, which I kind of feel like dating is something where you're, like, at, like, families are hanging out, and you mm-hmm. two have conversations. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And then there's courtship. And courtship is basically where, like, the boy goes to the other parent. I think that you have to go to your parents first and be like, I want to court this girl. They're like, okay. Right. And then you go to their parents, the girl's parents, and go, I want to court your daughter. And then the parent of the girl says yes or no. Not the girl, the parent of the girl. Could you imagine if it was just the nastiest human you'd ever encountered? Oh, my God. And then you have to save your first kiss for your wedding. Mm-hmm. We talked about this in the last episode. Like, one, because I've already had premarital sex. Whatever. I'll go to hell. It's fine. At least I'll have fun. I get if you're doing that, like, married at first sight show shit. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, where you're like, okay, like, I'm not even going to know what you're going to look like until the veil comes up. Like, that kind of shit. (laughs) Or, like, what's that one show where it's, like, you talk to them through the wall or whatever. Oh, Love is Blind. Yeah, yeah, Love yeah. is Blind. Mm-hmm. But I think even they, like, have sex before they get married. Like, I'm pretty sure, like, mm-hmm. that happens. I would assume most of them do, yeah. Yeah. Unless it's, like, one of those scenarios where you're like, it's a game show, and I'm going to marry you. Like, to me, it'd be really hard not to kiss my future spouse. Also, yeah. I'm just going to put this out there. I really hate the fact that, like, the Christian faith, I mean, I hate a lot of things about the Christian faith, but one of the big things is it teaches women like, you're supposed to be chaste and not have sex. But, like, what if he's bad at it? Well, like, it's that. And then it's just, like, it just opens up a whole can of worms. Because it's, like, what if you have no chemistry? What if you have no spark? What if it's just, like, the worst thing on the planet? You're stuck with that shit now. Sorry. <laughs> like, jeez. There are so many Christian women out there. And I say this with so much hurt for you. You've never had an orgasm. Mm-hmm. You poor babies. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so I mean, sorry. <laughs> no, like I'm, I'm hoping at some point it gets better. I mean, granted, this church has mm. their Christian Karma Sutra. Oh my god! Uh, well, and it's all based about the man. So apparently, it ain't gonna be that much s- excitement for you. There's one position. There's one position, and it so it teaches you your one first position. two guesses don't count on what that is. So I'm sure everyone knows. <laughs> Definitely being suspended from a ceiling. <laughs> Damn. You just aired their secrets. <laughs> just <laughs> the IBP, whatever they are, are like, oh shit, she told. <laughs> I have no idea. I'm assuming I'm assuming it's missionary. Well, yeah. How's See, if they're suspended you? from the ceiling, does that mean they make church? <laughs> I'm horrible. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> they made <laughs> church branded sex wings to use with like some. A cross or a scripture on it. <laughs> New merch. New merch. No, ew. <laughs> Nobody wants that. <laughs> no, somebody wants that. Somebody wants to give that as a gag gift. That is the that is the perfect gag gift to mm. give your Christian like girlfriend <laughs> who's like, I'm saving myself from marriage, and you just get them sex toys with scriptures on it. <laughs> you know what it'd say on all of it? 
all the sex toys. They would just say, Jesus wept. <laughs> shortest, line, shortest verse in the Bible. Jesus wept. You sit. It would say, Jesus wept. Ellipses. You sinner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> So, yeah, so basically there's one position, and it also teaches women how to give hand jobs. <laughs> I was like, hmm. when they said that, like, this girl, Tina, she tells her story, and it's really, it's very traumatic. And she yeah. talks about, like, the fact she basically goes to church. She's 18. Someone goes, she meets him at church. He goes, I like you. Let's court. She doesn't even like him. She's mm-hmm. just like, like, this is what God wants me to do. Mm-hmm. And she marries him, and then he's very abusive. Yeah. He literally starts their marriage off like, by, like, sexually assaulting her. Mm-hmm. We'll talk a lot about that in a minute. So Josh and Anna are engaged. Mm-hmm. And Jim Bob, it's like the day of the wedding, right? And mm-hmm. he gives him this oh my book. God. And it's all wrapped up in, like, this silver wrapping. And it's basically the Christian's Karma Sutra. And it's a CD about what to do. And it's really interesting because he goes, I kind of get it. And it's like, yeah, because you're a fucking pedophile. We yeah. know you get it because you've yeah. explored. We get it. Mm-hmm. Mind you, he reads it out loud. It says something like sexual Ew. intercourse and they bleep it on the show. Right. Then he says something like, oh, I guess I'll have a working model as an Anna. So gross. I was like, I really hope you master that one position. <laughs> Ew, no. Just that one. But then they're, like, driving to their hotel. They're listening like to it. <laughs> a hojo, you know, like, super fancy. Like, you have that TLC money. Why aren't you, like, staying at someplace nice? Thank you. Mm. And, and they're, like, literally in their car. Dri- Josh is, like, not really driving. They're just, like, listening to it and, like, making out. Because now they can kiss because they're married. OMG. Yeah. Oh, also, here's a really interesting fact that I didn't realize is that her dad, Anna's dad, mm-hmm. shares this. Is that up until the moment in which he hands Anna off to Josh, mm-hmm. she is under his authority. And right. the second Josh takes her and they get married, she's now under his authority because mm-hmm. women can't be under their own authority. Mm-mm. I must just real piss them off. <laughs> so they're like, she's banned. <laughs> I remember this episode when Anna and Josh got married because my friend used to watch it and I remember watching this episode. Mm-hmm. And then, like, literally, they're like, you see the behind the scenes in this documentary. They're like, we're going to do the last shot of them walking into the hotel room. And I totally forgot. She's, like, pulling an ice chest. Right. And I was like, the fuck are you taking in there? Alcohol. I don't know. Probably nothing. Probably. Ice tea. Soda. It's soda. I was going to say probably soda because of the sugar. OMG. They're adults now. Oh, my God. We can have a soda pop. Oh, my God. I just really. Every time I think of that, I think of the guy from Plathville. It was just like, and I had a Coke and I love it. Aw, poor guy. At least his wife showed him, like, the real world. (laughs) I know. She was like, hmm, maybe we shouldn't do that. I'm like, "Uh." (laughs) His parents instantly regretted that. But anyway, (laughs) there's something apparently called a domestic discipline contract, which basically you and your husband sit down and you come up with a disciplinary plan of action i guess this i don't know what i don't know what else to call it and i'm laughing only because i'm very uncomfortable and basically it is like you decide what your husband can hit you with mm-hmm. you decide if he can put you in the corner for a timeout like a toddler you decide that if after when i say you decide i mean he decides and he mm-hmm. tells you and then you fucking sign it right you both decide if you're gonna like 
have like, oh, so you've learned your lesson. Okay, now we're going to go have sex so that we can like rectify and bend and bring amends to our relationship. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, so basically you just want to like have makeup sex, but it's not going to be makeup sex because she's not going to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. The whole purpose of this is like they inflict pain until they get what they want out of you. Mm-hmm. And so the documentary rolls on and they start talking about Anna and Josh. And then it goes back to 2015 when the story breaks mm-hmm. of Josh Duggar and his, his molestation charges. Yeah. And Chad Gallagher, who was their PR person, who was also the PR person for Mike Huckabee. Mm-hmm. Thank God he didn't get elected. <laughs> Basically everyone is downplaying and right. The one thing that does break my heart for Jill is I'm watching her and you watch the interview where Jessa and Jill go Mm. on Megyn Kelly and they're talking about how they forgive him, how this, even back when it aired, because I remember like you and I talked about this when it aired because we were like, he's trash. Mm -hmm. And they go on the show and they're, or they go on Megyn Kelly and they're like, you know, we forgive him. We love him. And it's just like watching their eyes get bigger. Like every time, like how when Michelle emphasizes something, she's like, Mm-hmm. And you, you know they were tell. coached. Like you can just you see it. You can see it. Oh, yeah. You see you see fucking Michelle coming mm-hmm. out. They're, they're talking, but Jim Bob and Michelle are coming out of their mouth. It's just 100%. their words. And they're like, "We forgive him. He's better now." Blah blah blah. You know, we're his victims, so we feel like we have to defend him. Is basically it. And just, mm. Jill talks about the fact that like. She volunteered to do it, but it's, it's, there's this thing, Christian guilt is so big. And how you feel is like, once somebody in your life kind of says something like, oh, we need someone to step up and do this. It's very much voluntold. Yeah, you're, you're voluntold. You're, and and it's, it's like, it's a little different than that. Because like, I feel like voluntold is like, hey, you're doing this. And you're Mm -hmm. like, okay, I'm just going along. I more feel like this is, it's suggested so many times around you and that you, you think feel it's your own mm-hmm. that you're like, I volunteer as idea. Like that's mm-hmm. basically what it was. And Derek said it like, they basically were like, they were sacrificing themselves. Mm-hmm. And then because that they were like, you know, 19 kids and counting got canceled. Rightfully so. <laughs> right. Because of Josh. And then mm-hmm. they, because Josh and Anna lived with them, right. Uh, or lived I on their property. Know something and they couldn't do the show because they're like we can't put him out there because of the whole like ashley madison thing and then like mm-hmm. the porn star thing and all these things had come out about him right. and they're like we just like we can't sell this wholesome family value because he's, he's not a piece of a, shit <laughs> right like he's not a wholesome family value and they were like but you know what we can sell jill and jessa because they came out and mm-hmm. they talked about forgiveness and love and caring and these two girls got their own show and yeah. really, it was strings being pulled by Jim Bob. And Jim mm-hmm. Bob and Michelle are on the show. They, like, come over and they have mm-hmm. these times with them. And Derek, and I don't know Jess's husband's name, because Jess is not on, on the documentary. Does she? Is she married? Jessa? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay. His name is Ben. And I will be honest, I always thought, because I remember seeing them and I always thought he was, like, the cuter of the suitors. I was like, he's adorable. Hmm. But Jessa... And Jill get their show, and really, it's just mm-hmm. an exploitation like a mm-hmm. of this. It's called <laughs> Jill and Jessa Counting On, and it's about their Ugh. families and everything. Yeah. And it's just, it was more, 
It was just another way to like stay to in the mainstream. Money in the pockets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where like they're gearing it up to basically talk about like the end of Bill Gothard and mm-hmm. the church. And that mm-hmm. that's in the next episode. So we'll definitely like find that out. We're not watching ahead because it's so good just to watch it and then dump this and then I want to forget instantly about it. Yeah, There's for a lot. sure. If a you, lot to unpack, for sure. For sure. Just make sure you're in a good headspace when you watch this because, mm-hmm. like, it could throw you through a loop. Mm-hmm. But with that, we're going to um, wrap it up. I don't even want to say, like, we hope you enjoyed it this week. But I, I hope you... Thanks for listening. There we go. Thanks for listening. <laughs> We care about you. (laughs) Yes, we love you guys. (laughs) So with that, we're going to sign off and we'll be back on Monday for another episode. I believe it's a true crime episode. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's true crime Monday coming up. So yeah, we will uh, see you then. Bye. Toodles. Toodles.